Welcome to Keeping Balance, the podcast that brings the lived experiences of our health and fitness journeys to the forefront as we dive deep into the many nuances of what wellness and balance is. I'm your host, Courtney Babilia, a fitness nurse, business owner, and mom of two. And if you want to feel heard and gain wisdom on your path to aligning physical fitness with mental health and joy as a woman, then you're in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Keeping Balance, the podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Babilia, and today we are talking all about boss babe culture and what that means for women and why I think we need to be careful with boss babe culture. But before we dive into that, we need to close some loops here, (laughs) specifically on Magic Spoon cereal and underwear. Okay, two very important things. Number one, uh, a couple episodes back, I actually recommended Magic Spoon cereal because I came across it in Target. I tried the fruity flavor and I was really impressed by how close it was to that childhood fruity cereal that we all want to uh, have back in our lives. It's very nostalgic, you know? But I was so excited about this that I ordered a six pack from their website. Let me tell you, the rest of the flavors taste like garbage out of a diaper. Okay, do not recommend. Not worth your money. If you see it in Target, maybe you could try the fruity flavor. But other than that, it's a no from me. And I am so sorry if you took my advice and you tried Magic Spoon and you were like, "Mm, yeah, Courtney recommended this. And you were like, what the F? What did I just put in my mouth? I'm sorry. This is a formal apology. Okay. So that's magic spoon. Now, the second thing is underwear because about a year ago, I started talking about the fact that there is no underwear out there that is truly seamless. They all say, uh, invisible, seamless underwear, blah, 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 or like legging underwear. They even call it because there is nothing more annoying than having to constantly adjust your thong underneath your leggings during a workout. No, thank you. And not to mention leggings and athletic wear already have that awkward seam that never falls on the right part of my booty. But then you've got another seam bunched and and moving around under that. Uh, No, no, thank you. So here's my solution. Well, first of all, I think Aries probably the best, um, actual option if you're going to wear actual underwear, but my solution, which is definitely just eliminating the problem altogether is not to wear underwear because I think most of us are at a spot now where we're like not wearing underwear under our leggings to work out. Right. That seems to be the consensus on social media at least, but I'm I'm taking it a little step further. Y'all not only am I not wearing underwear to work out, I have ditched bras almost entirely and I work out barefoot. So really when I'm working out, I've probably got two pieces of cloth over me max because you know the more the more pieces and more items of apparel I have to wear the less comfortable I am god bras are awful aren't they first of all I I used to have quite a lot to support but then after my babies you know (laughs) sucked all that out of me back to back I don't really have much to support so I understand if you are large chested and you actually need support because of comfort, cool. Um, But even if I did have a lot, I don't really think I would need a sports bra anyways, just because I'm not doing a whole lot of bouncing and jumping and stuff. (laughs) I'm I'm a weightlifting girly, so that's not really my problem right now. Um, But anyway, I just can't, I just can't stand the feeling of bras. 
I am like truly, I think I'm at the point where I am hardcore allergic to them. And if I'm in a bra, I can think of nothing except getting it off. Now, granted, I have a pretty broad rib cage situation. I've always been broad shouldered and had a broad rib cage, but then after having kids, I've got rib flare as well. So it's just even worse. I think I'm my band size is like technically a 36, but I think I am more comfortable if I'm in a 38. Not to mention the cup size being A or even double A, <laughs> who knows? It's just really impossible to find a, a very comfortable bra. If it's like a 38 double A, who even makes that? Nobody makes that. And I'm so tired of the fact that we have breast tissue being like a quote unquote problem that has to be solved by these $40, $50 products. No thanks. Um, also, did you know that if you stop wearing bras, your boobs stop sagging as much? Because when you wear bras, you're actually teaching your body that it doesn't need to divert resources towards those muscles and ligaments that hold your breasts up. So that's another perk of going braless. I just wish, I just wish the, the nipple could just be neutralized. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, anyway. All right. So moving on, let's talk about boss babe culture. So this was all sparked because of a reel I did where I was discussing how millennials especially have really been hit hard with all of these different movements, one on top of the other birth control, diet culture, boss babe culture, boom, boom, boom. And all of these things have, number one, made us feel like we have to, well, either it's taken away our cycle altogether in the case of birth control, or it has been forcing us to work so hard to the point where we couldn't even be healthy enough to support a healthy menstrual cycle to begin with. So we have been taken further and further and further away from what it actually feels and looks like to be a healthy woman and being pushed further and further into operating in a man's world as men on a 24-hour cycle. And it's just this cruel joke that feminism has played on us, isn't it? It's quite ironic that a feminist movement and you know women's power, women's this, women's that, has actually been forcing us to behave and act and then be rewarded and applauded for acting more like men. It's just absolutely, it's insanity is what it is. And we're wondering why women are unhappy and burnt out and feeling like they're missing something. Okay, it's it's not a big question mark. It's not a big mystery. Let's unpack it. So in the case of boss babe culture specifically, this is referring to female entrepreneurs or business women. And I actually have a like straight up definition that I pulled up from the interwebs. So here it is. Generally speaking, a boss babe is a woman who is an ambitious, independent leader and entrepreneur. She is strong-willed, confident, and knows how to get things done. A boss babe is a woman who isn't afraid to take the lead and be her own boss. All right. And it's important to also note that boss babe originally started out as the name of a business or the name of a company. And I think I forget her last name, Natalia, I believe is her first name. She started boss babe and she's the CEO and boss babe is a company that teaches women how to be entrepreneurs and be their own bosses. And it was trademarked and 
there was a problem for a long time because people started saying boss babe just casually in conversation, but it was trademarked. Now, what wound up happening is that it became such a commonly used term that boss babe's trademark was revoked. I don't know if revoked is the correct term or what that is legally, but essentially it's just like Velcro or any other like really commonly used term. Kleenex is another example. Um, We don't say like nasal tissue. We say pass me a Kleenex, right? Um, So anyway, that's what happened to Boss Babe. used to be trademarked. Now it's not. Now it's just a very common term to just generally describe what I just read to you. And what I'm what I'm hearing from this description is really a character, um, like a personality type, right? Very driven, type A, and that can be man or woman. But then when you take that and then you tell women, yep you can do anything and be anything and throw them into this world of uh, business and entrepreneurship. And then six months later, they're like, okay, wait a second. This doesn't feel right. I am burnt out as F. So I must not be working hard enough or I must not be good enough at this. And then they just keep running themselves into the ground. Well, that's not what's happening here. What's happening is that you, in essence, by deciding to be a strong, independent woman, have taken on a very male-dominated role without having ever made any kind of change or consideration for your unique physiology, right? Because we do not work on a 24-hour cycle. Well, we do. We do have the 24-hour circadian rhythm to account for, but we also have that 28-day infradian rhythm to account for as well. And so women need to approach business and entrepreneurship and life in general and the hustle in general much different than, than men do. And the problem is, is that the more women are operating like men in the name of feminism and independence, somehow, the more they're applauded, the more that's considered respected and a respectful and sorry, respectable. And, and it's this, this measure of success of how hard can you work? How, how hard can you grind to the point where, uh, you're not even healthy anymore, Is there actually a way to approach business and entrepreneurship without being a boss babe? Yeah, I think so. And I think I've seen a big pushback from boss babe culture of like, fuck boss babe. I want to be a balanced babe and I just want to be a regular person (laughs) with healthy boundaries who isn't just a zombie now because why do we have to be zombies to be successful? Why do we have to be zombies to change the world and have create an impact on this, this society? I think we need to be more realistic with what our bodies can actually handle. And that's just the nature of living in this country, isn't it? Everything is so competitive. Everything is like just designed to either you win or you're last, right? Like Ricky Bobby says, if you're not first, you're last. Like that is America in a nutshell. And it even bleeds into uh, sports and into children's sports and into the public school system and standardized testing. Like, oh my gosh, we're all all constantly being measured up against our peers. So how is it fair for women to be measuring themselves up to men who were completely different than us? 
And not just that, but why is it that the further away we get from traditional gender roles and the traditional balance of male-female, the the more you are respected for that? So what is wrong with having aspirations to be in the home? What is wrong with actually working your butt off and grinding in the home for your family versus grinding and working your butt off for someone else. What's the difference? Why is one now better than the other? And how is it affecting you personally? Now I am an entrepreneur, right? Like I, I'm trying to have the best of both worlds, but I know very well that I cannot be a hundred percent at both of them simultaneously. And my children, my family will always come first. So my business right now, I, I am not just going to ignore everything else just for the sake of reaching a milestone. Like there, it's not worth reaching this milestone in my business if I have to sacrifice my other values or my health. So really this boss babe movement has just taught women that their own physiology is a weakness and that having this 28 day cycle or however long your cycle is having an infradian rhythm is, is almost an excuse, right? It's like we tell women, Oh, it's just an excuse. You should just keep working hard, keep grinding. But just like in fitness, where the workout is only one third of the equation, it's the same thing in business. What you're putting into your business and what you're doing directly into it is just one part of the equation. The other part is how you're resting and how you're taking care of yourself so that you can show up better for the business, for your family, for whatever, for fitness. It's all the same freaking thing. And boss babe culture is like a little bit concerning in and of itself, but then it's when you layer on diet culture and birth control and all these other things at the same time where millennials especially are just like, what the F? And a lot of us have come out of this now in our understanding just how much it has impacted us, not for the better. Um, Women are getting off birth control. They're understanding that diet culture was really insidious and has destroyed a lot of women are still trying to recover from the hormonal ramifications of having starved themselves and over-exercised for decades. And now boss babe culture coming in just to replace one of the other things telling women that them just, they weren't enough as they were. Like, come on, leave women the frick alone. Leave us alone. I'm all for freedom. I'm all for choices. I'm all for doing whatever the hell that you want to do with your life. But we have to stop pretending that we can all do it the same way doesn't matter if it's a male, female thing. It's also just a person to person thing. We're all different. We all have different needs. We all have different considerations. But a really freaking obvious one that we can actually do something about is the fact that we have four phases throughout our month that we are completely different through. And how can this actually show up in your business? So for me personally, um, I always know that if I am ready to burn my business down to the ground. It's because I'm cycle day anywhere between 24, 28. So I always know, okay, it's cycle day X. This thought is telling me I need to take a breather, take a step back. 
in my follicular phase. That's where I know I can be more forward facing, outward facing. I'm on camera. I am really energetic. I am confident. I'm like filming my reels and I'm recording trainings and this, that, and the other, or I'm feeling really creative in my follicular phase. That's a really common thread. And I am jotting ideas down. My, my notebooks is just like, I can't stop. Then after ovulation, things slow down. And it's not that it, no work gets done. It's just that different work gets done. That's where I'm on the back end. That's where I'm doing all my editing and my going through things, the fine tooth comb and organizing and, and planning and budgeting, all of those things that my brain just naturally gravitates towards. Those fine details, your brain loves those in the, in the luteal phase. Why not play to those strengths? Notice I said play to the strengths. That's this whole theme of having four phases to begin with. Like this is about how we can utilize this to our advantage and not pretending like this is something holding us back. It's not a burden. It's not. Who we are is not a burden. It just means that we have to approach things differently than we're used to saying by a male dominated world with both fitness and the workplace. That's been a male-dominated world for so long now. And just in the past 100 years, the amount of women in the workforce went from 20% to like 56%. In the past 100 years, the percentage of women competing in the Summer Olympics went from something like 1.7% to 46%. Okay, that's massive growth in the past 100 years. Not to mention the fact that when we do research, it, it takes around 14 years for those findings to go to, into actual practice. So everything that we're doing right now has just been discovered or not just been, was discovered 14 years ago. And layer on top of that, uh, the fact that our most of our doctors were trained even longer before that. And so if they're trained 20, 30 years ago, and it takes another 14 years for things to come into practice, we are truly operating off of really old information, not to mention the fact that women were not even included in clinical trials until 1993. Okay, so many things. So there was so much to catch up on. And we are getting there. We, we really are like the research is being done. The funding is it's getting there. More things are coming out. But all this is to say, is that we really need to understand that the approach that we're taking right now that's generally adopted, if it feels like it's not working for you, it's because it's not, because it wasn't designed for you. All right, so if you are a boss babe, quote unquote, a boss babe, first of all, you can just be a boss without the babe, right? We can all just be people who own businesses, but it is harder as a woman, and it's only harder because we don't have this built-in, these systems built-in for women and our cyclical nature. That's why. That's why. When there's a discrepancy between how we operate and expectations, then that's when it's going to feel hard. So I don't know what I'm proposing here. I'm just proposing that if you want to be an entrepreneur, then you can literally forget about the term boss, babe, and do things that feel right for you. And as always, like I'm always preaching, looking at it from a really wide lens, what's going to be sustainable for me over time. 
Okay. So speaking of uh, like the whole boss babe thing and birth control, blah, 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 have you guys seen the National Geographic Instagram post that is taking the internet by storm right now? National Geographic, you really effed up. Yes, you did. And I bet you you're realizing that right now as you are combing through the over like 4,000 comments right now left by women who are literally fuming, like steaming from the ears about this post. And this is like pretty, it's pretty clear what's going on with that post, whether you love your birth control or you hate your birth control, you got off it 10 years ago, you never went on it, whatever. It is really shocking (laughs) just how transparent, like they didn't even try to hide the fact that this was like just total gaslighting also and or maybe sponsored. They did not disclose that, but literally every other comment in that post thread is like, where's the sponsored content badge or whatever you call it. So if you are behind and you haven't seen that yet, Nat Geo, which is a wildlife photography business, randomly dropped a post titled, are you scared to take birth control? Here's what's true and what's not. And they list three things about birth control and attempt to totally gaslight women's concerns. And first of all, claim that all birth control can make your periods lighter, which leaves out a key piece of the story there, which is that birth control takes away your periods altogether and gives you a fake period called a withdrawal bleed. You don't actually have a period if you're taking the pill, the combination pill to be specific, because the way that it works is by preventing ovulation. And if you don't ovulate, then you don't menstruate. And so when they claim that it makes your periods lighter, that's just, it's just blatantly false because you don't have a period when you're on the pill. So that was pointed out many times in the comment thread. The second one they were talking about was the fact that, oh, we can't really say, it's probably unlikely that the pill makes you gain weight. We have not found this um, with, again, hundreds of comments from women saying, yeah, I was on the pill for only like three or four months. And in that time I was 10 to 15 pounds heavier. I can also attest to the fact that I was carrying about 20 to 30 extra pounds on my frame while on birth control compared to off of birth control. And this might be water retention, probably much of it is water retention, but it also has to do with the fact that when you are on the pill and it's uh, suppressing your ovulation, your body is essentially suspended in this perpetual luteal phase scenario because you don't want to be in the follicular phase because that is going to mean an estrogen rise followed by a luteinizing hormone spike followed by ovulation. And that's the whole point. That's what we're trying to prevent. And so it keeps you in a perpetual luteal phase state. And what this does is one one of the characteristics of the luteal phase is the fact that your appetite is higher. Your appetite's higher because your metabolism is working an extra 200 to 300 calories per day. So maybe before you were on the pill, you were eating to, to satisfaction But eating to satisfaction in your luteal phase actually requires more calories. And I would be really interested to see any study coming out that's looking at the amount of calories women actually consume on and off the pill. That's what I want to know. So maybe they can't say that 
this medication directly causes fat gain, but maybe sort of secondhand, it is encouraging behavior change that then does lead to fat gain. So you never know. That's what I want to see. And then last of all, it mentioned that, oh yeah, people are concerned about the risk of blood clots on the pill, but it's very rare. Only one in 3000 women get a blood clot. Yeah. Um, there were over 3000 or there were about 3000 comments in the comment section and there were handfuls, bucketfuls of women talking about their experience with blood clots. And anytime I mention the birth control pill on my Instagram, I get an incredibly high amount of unique stories about either like a personal experience or having known somebody or being connected to somebody who had either a life threatening blood clot or who did pass away. This is scary stuff. And when you go to the article that this post is referencing that they wrote, uh, and which again, why, why is national geographic talking about women's reproduction? It it mentioned something along the lines of, yes, while blood clots are a concern, we can all agree that no side effect is more serious than pregnancy. What? Um, I don't know about you, but I would much rather be pregnant and alive than not pregnant and dead. Okay, Nat Geo? Okay. They also failed to mention depression and suicide ideation or completed suicide. They forgot to mention the fact that it's a group one carcinogen. So many things, complete loss of libido, infertility. The list goes on and on and on. Altered gut microbiome, nutrient deficiencies. (laughs) These are all things that are part of the conversation. And Nat Geo literally just told women, you're being scared for no reason. This is, we know what's best for you. Oh, you will not be disappointed if you go and read those comments, whether or not you are pro anti neutral when it comes to hormonal birth control. Like we can all agree that this post was just completely out of nowhere and had no place. Like not you, come on, you're drunk, go home. Anyway, um, those are my thoughts for today. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk next week. And just as a final reminder, don't go buy Magic Spoon cereal. Okay, love you. Bye. For more from me, head to your app store and download Keeping Balance Method for free. From there, you can get started on the free fundamentals course to learn all about cyclical fitness and then get started on your free seven-day trial to start working out with your body, not against it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.